we are here for our 20th episode. 20! Baby, be cool for one more episode. <laughs> that sounded like a... a- like you're about to start singing a song. Baby, go back. That kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Baby, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just, uh, we're trying to coax Emily's baby to just be cool for just one more episode because she's having a little tap dancing competition or something right now. Yeah, she's, she's in there uh, pushing on everything she can push on. So it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, she's like throwing her weight around. She just doesn't care about folklore, so no, uh, she loves I respect it. that. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> she will. So I wanted to say thanks for all the nice messages that people sent when I said that I've been having a difficult medical time. It's nothing super serious. I'm just very anemic and have to get iron infusions. And as of right now... She's a vampire. <laughs> as of right now, I have doctor appointments every single day of the week for the next, like, four oh weeks. Oh, my God. I don't even like going ever so jesus yeah so um that's that was the reason for that post it's just <laughs> i just have a lot going mm. on and it's hard for us to schedule recording episodes especially because like my stuff usually ends up in the middle of the day which is when like that's evening time for you we we figured like 20 was a good one to round us off for a season it's not the forever ending but it's the end of Season one. Yes. 20 episodes. Although we were just saying before we started recording that uh, we actually have recorded like 22 episodes because we had to re-record two of them. So They're not supposed to know. (laughs) Yeah, it was so seamless. I'm sure none of you knew. I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in at least one of them. Yeah, we probably said something about it. It was was (laughs) fine. We re-recorded. We got it out. Everything was good. (laughs) Yeah. Also, sorry to anybody who uh, got excited when I uploaded our little episode trailer. Um, but that was just something that I needed to do. You have to put it on the timeline. I felt bad because like I kept, I checked like the listens and loads of people had clicked into it. I was like, oh no, oh. <laughs> they're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> it's only two minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a two minute trailer. But like, at least I know if we ever upload on a Sunday night, my time, that people are around to listen. So Yeah, yeah, I love the trailer. That was fun. Yeah, it made me weirdly nostalgic. I know, me too. I was just like, aw, look at all the stuff we've done. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that we've talked about. I could not for the life of me find those Krampus clips where we had <laughs> the guitar. I like that was that took me the longest to find. I was like, I know it's in the Krampus episode. And just like speed listening to the whole episode. Oh my goodness. Oh, Jesus, get to the point though. <laughs> <laughs> So I know, now I know what it's like to be a listener. <laughs> Maybe uh, going into season two, we'll try to tighten it up a little bit. <laughs> Keep it concise. Unless you guys like the ramblings, then let us know. Yeah, let us know. Actually, right on the top of the episode, we have... Emily was posting about it on our Instagram, but we have been updating some of our social medias and creating accounts. So there's a link tree on our Instagram and also on our Facebook um, I'm a little bit more active on Facebook now. Emily does not partake in Facebook because she is sensible. <laughs> I wish I could get out of it, but I have too many accounts for different things over there. So um, I have to stay. Yeah, we have a link tree and it's got links to our social medias, our Discord. We're still trying to get our TikTok back. TikTok is useless. I firmly believe they have like a 15 year old running their customer support because they keep sending back like smiley faces and I'm like stop sending smiley faces I'm mad you're like I'm very serious right now 
<laughs> yeah. What if somebody tries to impersonate us? <laughs> <laughs> somebody is going to try to be Rowan and Pine. I know it. So yeah, we're on Reddit. We're on Discord. We have a Reddit community. Various little things going on. Um, I also made a Facebook group, but that's literally just a placeholder right now. If anybody wants to start engaging, you can you can mosey on over there. I'll accept you. I don't care. As long as you're not like horrible. Yeah. And um, yeah, go check us out. I'll also put the link tree in the description of this uh, episode as well. Perfect. So that you can go find us and keep up with us during our hiatus. Because episode 20 will be the last one for a while. I don't want to give us like a timeline of when we're going to be back. No. But it's definitely going to be a few months anyway. Yeah. I would say at least probably like June. Mm -hmm. That would be my estimate. But I mean, that works out fine because that's when we started. Aw, that's crazy. We've almost done this for a year. Yeah. Wow. And you went from trying to make the baby happen to the baby actually happening. Yeah. All in the space of this podcast. To the baby's trying to currently interrupt recording. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when we next start recording, maybe you guys might hear her her, uh, crying in the background. So (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. It will be crazy. Life changes. You went from a single lady to a married woman. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's f- nuts. Especially because I was engaged for like five years. So yeah, it I was felt like say. it was never going to happen. <laughs> you were engaged forever. I actually started getting really resentful of people who got engaged after me getting married before me. And I'm like, no, when's it my turn? But I had no money. So <laughs> what year did you get engaged? Uh, Christmas of, yeah, you and his very... Um, He's going to, if he ever hears this, he stopped listening to us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We got engaged in Christmas of 2018, no, 2017, I want to say. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we were originally aiming for 2020 and then we all know what happened there. Yep. And then 2020, we were like, shit, we're not going to be able to afford this anyway. So we had postponed to 2021 and then we postponed again to 2022 because our (laughs) venue got taken away from us and was bought by an American golfer. Oh, that's right. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Well, I also hate to say that I was one of the people who got engaged and married after you. (laughs) Yeah, but it's fine. I wasn't playing any games. I was like, because we wanted to start having kids and Mm -hmm. I don't think his family would have been happy had we done that unmarried. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My family would be the same. Good old Catholics. You got to do things in the right order. Yeah, although we live together, so it's whatever. Yeah, or I, as I was saying to you, and like, because he was on about, oh, we could like get a house together before we get married. Like, let's just put the money in the house. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> wedding first, then house. Yeah, then maybe babies. <laughs> yeah, so a house is probably next for you guys. Season two, Neve gets a house. <laughs> yeah, season two, Neve is crying and stress eating from trying to move house, probably. So, um, Look forward to that. We'll be here for it. Yeah, and maybe it'll be haunted and I'll get way more content out of it. That would be cool. Anyway, Emily. Anywho. You're closing us out for the season. Yes. What are we talking about today? We also didn't introduce ourselves. <laughs> they should know by now. Yes, that's true. My name is Neve. My name is Emily. And this is Rowan and Pine. Welcome. And you're welcome to the end of season one. Yeah, welcome to the final episode of season one. And it's all about... Rabbits! Rabbits and hares, or as I like to call them, bunnies. Bunners, as I, me and you and call them. Anytime there's like a cute bunny on TikTok, we're like, bunner! 
Aww. For no reason. It's I like to be like the um from the Nightmare Before Christmas where he's just like bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a bunny? I did. I had a pet rabbit, pet bunny, whatever, when I was a teenager. She was a Netherland dwarf rabbit. She was Ooh. she was black and her name was Scarlet. Amazing. And I miss her so much. She was so cute. How long did you have her? Just throughout your teens or? Mm, a couple years. It was a tragic ending. Yeah. It, rabbits and hamsters, they never end well. Yeah. One time she escaped. So that was unfortunate. No. Yeah. They're, they're wily little fuckers. They will, they will escape. I had a rabbit. My first pet uh, was a rabbit. His name was Roger. Oh. Um, he was brown and white and had floppy ears and he used to, so my brother used to get, our school bus wouldn't drive like right up to our house, but yeah. it would like stop at the end of the lane. Mm-hmm. And when Roger heard our school bus, heard my brother's school bus, used to like get out, used to actually escape and run across the fields down to meet my brother off the bus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Roger. <laughs> Yeah, but he also used to escape a lot and um, he picked up an STI off the wild rabbits uh, and then went blind and um, we had to, had him put to have him put to sleep. Aww, but, um, poor baby. Yeah. Oh no, did we have him put to sleep? No, we didn't. <laughs> no, because I, I, I think I, fr- I was like five, four yeah. or five. I, f- I freaked out at the prospect of him being put to sleep, so... My parents were like, it's not going to last much longer anyway. So I think he lasted like two more days. So Aww. he didn't suffer for much longer. Poor so. little guy. But yeah, R.I.P. Roger. R.I.P. Do you know the difference between a rabbit and a hare? I don't know the difference, but I know that they're not related genetically. They're like two different genuses of sizes. <laughs> I don't know the, the plural of genus. Genai? Genai? Yeah, I don't know either. Genie, maybe. Or is it genus? Family tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're two different family trees. Different branches on the tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or something. Explain. Um, well, Merriam-Webster says that the difference between rabbits and hares is that hares are distinguished from rabbits by their larger size, longer ears, and longer hind legs. Hares also tend to live alone or in pairs in above-ground nests. While rabbits often live together in groups of up to 20 in underground tunnels known as warrens. Aw, cuties. I like rabbits better. Just For some reason, same. For some reason, the whole uh, nest thing. I don't know, like that. I don't like that they're called nests. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Aren't nests cute to you? I think nests are cute. Not when it's mammals. I don't know why. <laughs> You're like, birds? Fine. <laughs> birds fine wasps no oh yeah no not not wasps. hairs no oh maybe it's because like nests are like you always hear about like nests of vampires and stuff it just seems ominous i don't know i can't explain it the it's more that you that the I more have. that you talk about it the more i'm just like yeah interesting <laughs> it, it is <laughs> a little like, uh sure name <laughs> no it's like the more you're like oh like nests vampires i'm like oh yeah that yeah that is, is a little upsetting i don't know if that's Mm. the right word so they usually live in pairs or alone yes oh but then rabbits have the little tunnel yeah and they have a giant family apparently nice and 
As many people know, but not everybody, the year 2023 is the year of the rabbit in the Chinese calendar. Did you know that? Did you know it was the year of the rabbit? I did not know it was the year of the rabbit. For people who know me know that I'm like obsessed with bunnies and rabbits and stuff like that. My husband won't let me get one, which is very upsetting. And I might have to put a poll on our Instagram and be like, if this gets X amount of likes, I'm forcing him to give me a bunny. Um, I also have your little bunny bag that you made. The pouches. years back. Mm -hmm. It was when I had Invisalign, it was my Invisalign pouch. And now I refer to it as my hygiene pouch. So in my handbag, it's where I keep my sanitizer and my wipes and chapstick and all of that kind of stuff. Nice. And I think of you every time I open it. Aw, you should call it your hygiene nest. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Gross. Okay. Anywho. (laughs) So yeah, I was just talking about how the the year 2023 is the year of the rabbit, which is super cool since I'm having my first child in the year of the rabbit. When it comes to yin and yang, the rabbit is yin. Yin is the dark side of the two. It is the internal energy that is dark, feminine, and still. Oh, I like that. So do I. That's three things I like. (laughs) Dark, feminine, and still? Yeah. I like... Anything that involves me lying down horizontally (laughs) and no noise. Yes. (laughs) In Chinese culture, rabbits represent the moon. Some say it's because of the rabbit's pure characteristics and others say that it's because of when you look at the moon, the shadows on the craters on the moon um, look like a rabbit. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, No, I'm thinking of like the man in the moon. Like I've definitely seen the man in the moon. Yeah. um, I'll be looking for rabbits now. Yeah, it looks like a bunny kind of like jumping. The whole like rabbits and celestial and all. It just reminds me so much of your art, like your art style, like the whole thing. Yeah. It all ties in so well. What's super funny, uh, not funny, uh, that like haha funny, <laughs> was when I was doing this research. I've never really sat down and researched like rabbits and hares and bunnies and stuff like that. But when I was like reading all of this stuff, I'm like intuitively like this is just like the stuff that I've made. Like rabbits mm-hmm. and moons and celestial things and yeah, so that was like super cool. So I'm like, after doing this research, I'm like, even more into rabbits and moons and all that stuff. I'm just like, yes, yeah. And you have like a theme now, like a a solid thing that you can like nail it down and be like, that's my thing. Right. I have a quote here: To outsiders, the rabbit's kindness may make them seem soft and weak. In truth, the rabbit's quiet personality hides their confidence and strength. They are steadily moving towards their goal, no matter what negativity the others give them. With their good reasoning skills and attention to detail, they make great scholars. They are socializers with an attractive aura. However, they find it hard to open up to others and often turn to escapism. A plain and routine life is not their style. Though conservative and careful in their actions... They need surprises every so often to spice things up. Okay. What? First of all, Capricorn vibes. <laughs> <laughs> sea goat. It's more like a rabbit. Definitely. That sounds like us. I know. I was like, this sounds like yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Historically, rabbits have a lot of connections with the moon. In Greek mythology, a rabbit is the messenger for the Greek goddess Artemis. Artemis is the goddess of the hunt and protector of wild animals. 
The rabbit delivers messages to Artemis under the moonlight, which gives the rabbit the ability to move back and forth between the human realm and the realm of the gods. Cute. In China, they see the dark spots on the moon as a hare with a mortar and pestle, in which the rabbit mixes an elixir for immortality. The hare is a messenger of a female moon deity and the guardian of all wild animals. In Chinese folklore, there are stories told in which female hares conceive without male rabbits, and they do so by the touch of the full moon's light, crossing water by moonlight, or by licking moonlight from a male hare's fur. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, hey, she don't need no man. (laughs) Also me. Just kidding. I did IVF. I didn't need a man. (laughs) No, I did. He had a put. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The moon rabbit is found in a lot of different tales, including one where the rabbit saves Beijing from the plague. Uh Oh. Good job, moon rabbit. That's interesting since, like, the plague came on rats. Well, fleas of rats. (laughs) The rabbits were like, (laughs) let me at him. Why I oughta. Why I oughta. (laughs) To the rats. I also really love rats, so it makes me a little sad. Rats are very smart. They are. Have I had like a ton of pet rats growing up. Oh, really? Everybody thinks it's really weird. And I didn't have them all at once. I only ever had one at a time, mm-hmm. but I probably had like seven different rats. I feel like pet rats always have a cool name. What was one of their names? Um, Well, <laughs> my first one was named Angel because I got her on Christmas. I was like 12, I think. And I was like, oh, she's my Christmas angel. Oh. And then, because I was a kid when I was naming these, I had one named Dixie because I really like the Dixie chicks. Problematic, but okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I was, as I was saying it, I was like, well. <laughs> Everybody cancel Emily. And then I had, pretty sure this was my last pet rat. Her name was Miss Vincent, of course. Oh, that's a clue. Because <laughs> we still have not, we still have not <laughs> revealed cute. the band. Wink, 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 wink. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> Back to rabbits. <laughs> In other folklore, the rabbit offered itself up to a starving Buddha as a meal. To reward the rabbit, Buddha transports the rabbit to the moon. In Taoist tradition, the rabbit lives on the moon as a slave to the genii. Gen- Jenny? Genii? I don't know. It's the, one, it's the one word I missed to look up. The rabbit spends its days pounding drugs into a powder to create the elixir of life. This is an instance where the rabbit has sacrificed itself for the benefit of others. And Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit just starts playing in my head as you're saying that. I do not know what that is. <laughs> it's uh, like a song based on uh, Alice in Wonderland. One pill oh. makes you larger. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's about rabbits and drugs. Just, cool. <laughs> just in case anybody else gets random songs in their head as people are talking. <laughs> I do all the time. (laughs) But that wasn't one of them. In South Africa, there is a legend that a rabbit was sent from the moon to preach the Easter gospel. The rabbit is instructed to say something to the effect of, like, as I die and rise to life again, so you also die and rise to life again. As you may have guessed, the hare says, like, as I die and do not rise again, so you shall also die and not rise again. When the rabbit returns to the moon and tells the moon what it did, the moon gets so mad that it splits the rabbit's lip, which has stayed that way ever since. Oh, it's how they have that little bunny face. Pow, right in the kissa. Right in the kissa. Um, Rabbits are said to symbolize abundance, fertility, creativity, and intuition. All things that I also like. Mm -hmm. Abundance. 
In the pagan wheel of the year, one of the holidays that is celebrated in spring is called Ostara, which does that sound familiar? This happens between March 19th and the 23rd. This holiday was named for the goddess Yoster. She was the goddess of humans and crops, of spring and the dawn, and for this reason she was celebrated in the spring. This is very timely for when this episode is released then. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Nice. <laughs> the rabbit is a symbol associated with Yoster along with the other things that most now associate with Easter, such as eggs, daffodils, tulips, lambs, clovers. Because as a kid, you're like, what do rabbits and eggs have to do with Jesus? Zombie Jesus? <laughs> Makes no sense. Right. As we have found time and time again researching on this show they were like what pagan holiday <laughs> yeah we we never heard of this we came up with this all by ourselves. in most pagan traditions the rabbit is representative of fertility rebirth promise fulfillment and balance the rabbit is the goddess's creature representing the moon the night and the dawn they are also associated with transformation receiving esoteric messages and intuitive messages well, there has to be a reason for all those big old ears. Huh? <laughs> Messages coming in? <laughs> They're like antennae. Yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, we call Wednesday's ears her satellites. <laughs> she has such big ears. Oh. Anyway, she's not a rabbit, so yeah. fuck her. I'm kidding, Wednesday. I love you wherever you are in this house. <laughs> in the Middle Ages, rabbits were often linked to witchcraft. They were thought to be witches' familiars or even witches themselves who transformed into an animal. In Nordic and British legend, witches would transform into hares to commit mischief or evil deeds. Nice. I feel like if you're a witch, that would be what you'd transform into. So, yeah. Yeah. Or like a crow. Crow would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, those weird raven ravens that can talk really well. What? There's like, there's a raven on TikTok. He sounds like a human man. He's like, hello. What? And I'm like, <laughs> I'll find him for you. Yes. I'm like, that's so cool. Send it to me. Ewan's afraid of him. <laughs> <laughs> like you, oh, the you raven know. can't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, like I can see you like holding your phone. Like, are you afraid of a bird? <laughs> It'd be payback for all the times that he scares me about like that goat from the movie The Witch, Black Philip. Oh my goodness! In the darkness, he'll just start it, whispering but... at me. The goat talks. <laughs> it's Black Philip. Yeah, he's like, would you like to live deliciously? And I'm like, you and fuck off. Would you like to try my skittles? No. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Did you ever see that video of the goat that was walking on its hind legs? No. Yeah, there was a video of this goat on a farm, and it was black, and it's like walking like on its like hind legs, like a person. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's Black Philip!" And everybody's like freaking out. And then leave it to the science people to come in and <laughs> dispel. They were like, "No, this goat is probably um not being taken care of, and it's um." Like, hooves or whatever were probably, like, way too long and painful on the front, so it found a different way to walk. Oh, no. I know. I was like, oh, now it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you remember when fainting goats went viral and everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. Look at them faint. And they're like, no, this is wrong. Like, this, they have, like, a condition. Right. It's like, no, this is like, they go into fight or flight mode and faint. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's like, please stop doing that to them. Yeah. Don't do it for fun, please. <laughs> In one story, a hunter wounded a hare and followed its blood trail back to a cottage in the woods, where he found an old woman at her stove. She claimed the fresh cut on her arm was due to an accident with a kitchen knife. However, according to folklore, 
A witch could cast a spell to take on a hare's shape, speed, power, and ability to vanish at will. The circumstantial evidence, her wound, was enough to condemn the woman to death as a witch. Of course. Of course. Could be the only explanation. Yeah, women can't just, like, hang out in their kitchens. They gotta be a witch. Mm. Yeah, she couldn't just, like, solitude, no. Never. Living out cottagecore dream, cabin in the woods kind of stuff. No. She must be a witch. I'm gonna go follow a, a random animal to her house and then condemn her to death. The Celts believed that rabbits were a symbol of good fortune and that being in possession of a part of a rabbit, usually the foot, was a way to bring about good luck. Rabbits and hares were also forbidden food for the Celtic people people in Ireland. Did you know this? No. Are you forbidden to eat rabbits? Um, no, because when I had my rabbit, my dad always threatened to put him in a stew. No. Yeah, my my dad is one of those dads that like just enjoys absolutely terrorizing his child. I really wanted my ears pierced when I was like six, and he kept bringing out his drill and going, "I'll do it." Jeez. No, dad. <laughs> my dad is also the reason I'm vegetarian because he's like, yeah, I like how your your dad has like a cow, a beef farm. Yeah, and you're <laughs> yeah because and the reason I'm vegetarian is because I came home from school one day and he informed me that the little calf that I had been helping to feed um was now for dinner mm. yeah I'm like yeah that's that's me done oh my goodness um but he's very funny so <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh eating rabbit or hare was forbidden food eating a hare was said to be the same level of offensiveness as eating your own grandmother what the fuck it's believed that this is because of the connection between hares and goddesses warrior queens and female fairies oh cool so you never knew like who you were going to offend if you ate one (laughs) like oh shit yeah (laughs) she has protected yeah the protected hare yeah it could also possibly be from the belief that the old wise woman could transform into hares by the moonlight so you could actually be eating your wise old grandma. Okay. Yeah. So that would be avoid if that can be avoided, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Celts use hares and rabbits for divination by studying the patterns of their tracks and their mating dances. They also believe that because rabbits lived underground, they could better communicate with the spirit world. According to their legends, similar to the way the Greeks believed the rabbits could travel between the human realm and the realm of the gods. Rabbits carried messages from the living to the dead, as well as from the humans to the fairies. Oh, I see. Call back to another episode. Fairies. Yeah, because a lot of the times <laughs> they thought like holy wells or caves were portals to the other world. So I could see why they would think that a rabbit burrow is also one. Because they're like, the rabbits, yeah. they're they're all all going to Chernodog and they're not telling us how to get there. <laughs> Follow them in. <laughs> in the English vil- village of Dartmoor. The symbol of the three hairs has sort of become their emblem. The symbol is three hairs running in a circle, and they're connected by their ears, which form a perfect triangle. Have you seen this symbol before? I have. Also, okay. isn't that the symbol for that band AFI? One of their albums had like three hairs on the front. It had the three hairs? I, th- I don't know if I, it was three or one. I'm going to look. I vaguely remember a rabbit yeah. being... And they had rabbits in their music videos for that album. That's so cool. I totally forgot about this until just now when you brought it up. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's just because I'm like, why Why am I associating like black rabbits with spookiness? But it's, it's because of <laughs> AFI. That's why. While you look that up, there's an, yeah. there's an organization called the Three Hairs Project that does a lot of research and documentation of the ancient symbol of the three hairs. 
The project has found the symbol to be an extraordinary and ancient archetype stretching across diverse religions and cultures, many centuries and many thousands of miles. It is part of the shared medieval heritage of Europe and Asia, Buddhism, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, yet it still inspires creative work among contemporary artists. Wow. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that it's it's like an ancient symbol, but it was it it has appeared in various places all over. Yeah. It's obviously been inspiring people for a long time. Yeah. Yes, so AFI is the cover of December Underground. So that's the album with mm-hmm. Miss Murder on it for anybody who knows the <laughs> band that we're talking about. We're aware that not everybody's <laughs> going to know them. So it is three rabbits, but they're sort of in a circle. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's similar, but it's not the same image. It's similar. They're not yeah. connected. They're just sort of running yeah. in a circle. I'm going to want to look into that and see why they chose that. Because yeah. I don't know. What's the reason? Anyway. The Three Hairs Project points out that hairs are contradictory, paradoxical creatures Symbols of both cleverness and foolishness, of femininity and androgyny, of cowardice and courage, of rampant sexuality and virginal purity. So that's really multifaceted <laughs> yeah. there, isn't it? They are very uh, like dichotomous. It's just like, yeah, the rabbit represents this and also this. <laughs> the rabbit is associated with spring due to the rabbit's fertility. A female rabbit can bear a new litter every 28 days. And this is connected. Oh, Jesus. In, and this is connected in mythology with the lunar cycle. Isn't that insane? Oh, yeah. 28 days. No wonder the whole breed like rabbits thing. That's not even a cliche. That's just no, true. It is factual. <laughs> no wonder the Irish love them so much. <laughs> Catholics. <laughs> when I can say that because I am Irish, by the way. <laughs> Cat- well, you grew up Catholic, correct? Yeah, yeah. just in case anybody, this is their first episode, they're like, fucking hell, she's really... <laughs> in case you didn't pick up by my accent, I'm actually Irish Catholic, <laughs> brought up that way. I'm not just being hateful. <laughs> in the spring is, you know, the time when people plant seeds in their garden and hope that they will grow into fruitful plants. They hope their garden is as fertile as a rabbit. So that's why it's kind of like a symbol of spring. In European history, the rabbit and hare are used somewhat interchangeably. What we in the U.S. call the Easter Bunny has been well known in Europe as the Easter Hare. In the 1600s in Germany, the hare was a representation of Easter, with children hunting for eggs left by the Easter Hare, similarly to how children do in the U.S. today. Is that a thing in Ireland, too? My family didn't do it. My parents didn't do it, but I know that maybe, like... Say, like, my cousin's kids. Okay. Like, my cousins would do it for their kids, so it's, like, sort of the next generation. Yeah. Like, Gen Z probably would have grown up with that. Okay. Um, and there's a lot more sort of public Easter egg hunts and stuff like that Yeah, it's in- um, than there would have been when I was little. It was interesting because the research, research kept being, like, oh, like, how it happens in the U.S. And I was like, does this not happen in other places? <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, I, th- I feel like it's, like, like we talked about with Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's become a little bit more Americanized because we like grow up seeing it in movies from America and TV shows. So obviously like a kid is going to see like a kid getting Easter, like hunting for Easter eggs. Yeah. And they're going to be like, I want to do that. Right. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but is it right that do you guys do the whole chocolate egg thing? Like you have like, so every Easter, whatever like our big chocolate bars are, like say a Mars bar, you'll get like an Easter egg that's like, a little bit smaller than your head, made out of chocolate, and then like two Mars bars in a box. Um, Does, is that a thing there? I don't think so. We more have like 
We have like chocolate bunnies and stuff like that. Yeah. Because we do, you know, Lindor, like Lint, mm-hmm. that like Swiss chocolate here, they do like the bunnies and then at Christmas they're reindeer. Yeah, it wasn't, it was only like lately that like somebody was saying that like in America you guys don't really do the Easter eggs thing. Yeah, no, I don't, not that I know of, at least like I never did that, but I don't really, I don't think I know anybody who did that either. It's a huge thing here because we were always like made do Lent yeah. where you would have to give up something for six right. weeks. So then at the end of it, you just gorge on chocolate. <laughs> I think at one point, like I remember counting the Easter eggs that I'd gotten from friends and family. And I think I had like 15 oh of them. Oh my goodness. Yeah, 15 chocolate eggs. And I only, it only took me a week to get through them. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. In England, around the same time, there are texts that mention the Easter hare and Easter. Oh my god! <sighs> just when you say Easter hare, it just makes me think of like when you see those ladies going to church with like serious hair. <laughs> it's my Easter yeah. hair, and there's also a hair in their hair. Yeah, and some sort of actual nest. Yeah. As well, so. <laughs> in England, around the same time. There are texts that mention the Easter hare and eating the hare meat for Easter, which is very upsetting. Mm. Eating the meat of the hare is said to be a way to scare off witches at Easter. In a lot of Northern Europe folklore, it was believed that witches would take on the form of a hare to cause mischief, such as stealing milk from neighbors' cows or to suck the life energy out of others. That's a big extreme from one end <laughs> to the other. Right. Steal some milk. Suck out your life force, yeah. you know. Also reminding me of the Yule Lads. Feeling frisky. <laughs> yes. And those little milk and spoon S- thieves. <laughs> Licking some plates. Yeah. Sniffing doorways. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> there, there are a handful of European rituals that are celebrated around Easter in an attempt to banish the winter witches. In Germany, there is a celebration called Osterfuhrer, also known as the Easter Fire, which is a celebration with large bonfires meant to scare away witches the popular folklore in sweden says that around easter witches fly away on their broomsticks to feast and party with the devil on the island of bloacula bloacula it's spelled like blackula (laughs) which is hilarious but it's pronounced like bloacula in the baltic sea uh the easter fires i think was a big thing here because i think saint patrick like one of his miracles is he passed through an Easter fire. Interesting. Um, Easter and fire, apparently. Yeah. Burn the witches, like always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throughout history, the rabbit or hare have had interesting ritual or religious roles. During the Neolithic age in Europe, hares were given ritual burials alongside humans. Oh, just like cats in Egypt. Yeah. I'm like, bury a rabbit next to me. I would love that. <laughs> this has been interpreted as a religious ritual with the belief that the hairs symbolize rebirth. Yeah, so that it was like a way of saying like this person's not dead forever. Yeah. That's sadly sweet. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Hmm. Through the Renaissance, the Greeks used rabbits as a symbol of sexuality. The Virgin Mary is often seen depicted with a white rabbit to symbolize her overcoming sexual temptation. If we're <laughs> Greek, if there's something to be made sexy, we're going to make it sexy. That's what I've learned in these 20 episodes. If it can be made sexy, the, the Greeks, Greeks will do it. Making it sexy, but also not at the same time because it's to symbolize her overcoming sexual temptation, which is weird. Maybe they think that she'll find the rabbit sexy. Who knows? <laughs> 
in Native American folklore, the Menominee and Algonquin believe in the great hare, also known as Mikabo. Mi- or Michabo. I looked up pronunciation. There was no like audio pronunciation. It was just like phonetics. Also, a sadly recurring theme on this podcast is if it's an indigenous tribe's language, there's not going to be any representation or explanations on how to pronounce yeah, it on the internet. Just, I'm going to say Maichabo. So that's okay. the great hair. Uh, Maichabo is known as the supreme deity, creator of the human race, spirit of the eastern light, dispeller of darkness, lord of winds, prince of air. His voice was thunder. His weapon was lightning. Michabo's grandmother was the moon and his father was the west wind and his mother was the virgin of the dawn. Born fully grown and mighty in strength, Michabo had all the knowledge possible to obtain a characteristic of sun deities. Wow. What a title. Yeah. Holy shit. The great hair. That's like some Daenerys Stormborn (laughs) breaker of chains. Mother of Dragons yeah, shit. Wow. That's yeah. really impressive. <laughs> In a lot of other folklore, the hare is known as a trickster, differing from the rabbit. Though in some Native American folklore, the rabbit is credited with killing the sun. In some other Native American folklore, this credit is given to the raven, who is also a trickster. But tricksters can be two things. On one end of the spectrum, they're very self-serving and will do anything to satisfy their own needs. On the other end of the spectrum, as a totem, the trickster is the one who makes the world habitable. This is done by getting rid of monsters or using self-sacrifice to provide mankind with something help, something to help them in their social progression. Yeah. Interesting. Have you ever heard of the phrase, mad as a March hare? I have. I had never heard it. I heard, like, like crazy as a rabbit or something like that. I've heard stuff like that before, but... Mad as a hatter, like the Mad Hatter. Mad as a bag of spiders. Mad as a bag of spiders? Yeah. I think that's an Irish one. Mad as a bag of spiders. Yeah, I've never heard that. Or mad as a bag (laughs) of cats. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite phrases is trying to herd cats. Yeah. That's (laughs) just so so funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because then I like always picture somebody trying to herd cats and it cracks me up. But um, so yeah, the. The phrase, mad as a March hare, is because that in um, March, rabbits start to act wild because it's the beginning of their mating season. Oh, yeah. Book wild. Have you ever seen them when they're like running around and jumping and just acting crazy? Mm-hmm. Spring break. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Where are the ladies at? <laughs> <laughs> Where them hoes at? Oh, no. <laughs> I have a list here of how rabbits are used in magic. They are used in fertility rituals. For example, you could put a rabbit pelt underneath your bed to bring fertility and abundance to your sexual activity. What? Fur would not make me want to get down. <laughs> just saying. You wouldn't see it, though. <laughs> Imagine that it was like in the middle and you're just like, what's what's that smell? Hopefully it wouldn't smell. <laughs> Hopefully you have like fur that's been treated. and I wouldn't uh, trust a man to know that much. <laughs> like, I, found this. I found a dead rabbit. <laughs> I just left it under my bed. <laughs> it's going to get lucky. I'm just going to put it under the bed. That's why you have to be in charge. You're the witch, okay, Neve. Yeah. For good luck, carry a rabbit's foot which we've all heard. You can leave offerings for wild hares or rabbits in your yard. Offerings can be things like lettuce, carrots, cabbage, cilantro, or other fresh greens. In some magic traditions, 
The rabbit is associated with the deities of spring. Small rabbit fact that I know. Rabbits actually don't like carrots that much. It's a a misconception from Bugs Bunny. Because (laughs) when Bugs Bunny came out, the very first cartoon featuring him, he does that thing where he's like leaning up against a door and he chews and he's like, eh, what's up, doc? That thing was actually a parody of a really big movie that was out at the time. Interesting. The actor in the movie was eating a carrot and talking like that. So they just had Bugs Bunny do the same thing. And then it was like a recurring thing. And then it became a part of pop culture that rabbits love carrots so much. It's just the way things go. It just shows that like when, say, one generation sort of dies out or or the next generation doesn't really understand a reference, that the reference Mm -hmm. can be be taken completely out of context and and completely misconstrued. Yeah, like I think think rabbits definitely will eat carrots yeah. but i know it's not like their favorite like they really do like greens and stuff mm-hmm. like that if you really want to please the rabbits pass on the carrots throw out some greens for them yeah i know they really really like cilantro so nice they don't have that gene that makes it taste like soap so <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be so funny <laughs> also cilantro is coriander i'm doing the translation this week in europe oh yeah in europe it's coriander that's so funny because here cilantro is the leaf and then coriander is the seed oh interesting mm-hmm. but i found out the hard way if you're reading a recipe from like anywhere in europe and it says coriander use cilantro mm-hmm. yes <laughs> back to rabbits and hares <laughs> rabbits and hares are able to act quickly when in danger you can add some of their fur to a witch bottle for protection magic. A witch bottle is a magical tool that has been reported in use for centuries. In early times, the bottle was designed as a way to protect oneself from malicious witchcraft and sorcery. The witch bottle was usually made of pottery or glass and included sharp objects such as pins and bent nails. I've seen these. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, I've seen people like move into a new house and they'll find one buried in their garden. And you're like, oh no, somebody was being like targeted in this house and they had to bury a witch bottle to protect themselves. Interesting. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I would love to find one. Yeah, I'd be like, ooh, this is cool. (laughs) Yeah. The people who lived in our house before us were just filthy animals, so... (laughs) It's just trash. I don't think I'd be finding any. <laughs> yeah, we there was so much garbage in this yard when we moved in. Oh. It was really depressing. Oh no! In some legends or folklore, the rabbit is the messenger of the underworld. If you happen to be doing a meditation that involves you traveling to the underworld, you should call upon the rabbit to be your guide. Cool. Yeah. And then I wanted to finish this off with a little children's poem by Walter de la Mer. In the black fur of a field. I saw an old witch hare this night, and she cocked a lissom ear, and she eyed the moon so bright, and she nibbled of the green, and I whispered, Witch hare! Away, like a ghosty over the field, she fled and left the moonlight there. Ooh. Happy 20th episode, everyone! Thank you so much for listening to all of these episodes, and if anybody dropped in on our Instagram lives or... If you did anything, if you shared an episode to your social media, if you invited somebody to like our page, if you did anything to help us along, thank you so much. Yeah, if you recommended this podcast to anybody, we appreciate it. Keep doing it, please. (laughs) Yeah, please keep doing it. We'd love to have even more of you listening to us for season two. Yeah. Um, And like we said at the top of the show, We'll have our link tree linked in the description. So uh, if you want to keep up with us and see when you can expect more episodes, we'll have it all updated there. 
and we'll try to um keep updates going even when even in between seasons so that we're not just leaving everybody in the dark yeah um, maybe we'll some keep- teasers we might do maybe we could do an instagram live or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> we still owe we still owe elaine me teaching you how to fold an origami cat <laughs> oh yes actually for my birthday i can't i can't move it because my microphone is um resting on it but she bought me origami paper for my birthday oh that's so nice yeah so we can have a go with that and i think it actually has the little characters printed on it so oh. it can actually show a, like you can see exactly where to fold so it's literally idiot proof which i need <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah oh and also thank you to everybody who contributed to our ghost stories episode and sent us like content that we can use or if you suggested it a story or a topic to us like please keep those coming that's great we love that especially if it's something that you really want to hear about and you don't know of any other podcasts that have covered it before because we want to be different yeah we don't want to do the things that everybody else does not because we're assholes (laughs) i just think it's more interesting to find out stuff that hasn't been like beaten to death Yes, exactly. Like how true crime podcasts are like, today we're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. It's like, good for you. (laughs) Everybody else has spoken about this person. Do you have new information? No. (laughs) Are you Jeffrey Dahmer? Then I don't care. (laughs) Give me new content. Um, I have been Neve. And I'm Emily. And fuck yeah, folklore. Fuck yeah, folklore. Thank you so much for listening on our season one next time we record i will probably have a child on the outside <laughs> yay which is weird to think about neve is gonna have a new house it's gonna be crazy <laughs> that's that's very optimistic in this current buying climate but neve will be looking for a new house <laughs> anyway if you have any comments or advice on how we could make our season two a little bit better please feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at rowanandpinepod at gmail.com. The end is spelled out, A-N-D. Our Instagram, Rowan and Pine, um, Facebook, all those things. Just look for us. You can find us. Yeah, we're not hiding. No, we're definitely not. (laughs) We're pretty easy to find. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, talk to us on Discord. Send us memes. We like that. For sure. Join our Discord. It'll be great. We have yeah. currently, it's just loved ones and then a random person. Yeah. Astrid. Shout out to Astrid, our first person to join our Discord server. You get a Do special you know? shout out. Do you no, know Astrid? I don't know, who, oh, okay. I don't know who Astrid is. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's our first uh, It's our first person who's not connected yes. to us in any way. <laughs> yeah. So, hi, Astrid. Hello, Astrid. Thank you so much for joining our Discord. <laughs> um, we will see you when we see you. We will see you for season two. Yes, that was way better. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.